Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald on ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and we are joined by the sports editor of the Waco Tribune Herald, Bryce Cherry. Bryce, good morning. Uh, I guess you're really struggling to find something to write about this weekend. <laughs> Uh, that you know, that's uh, of course a facetious, facetious question uh, here in March because you never run out of anything when madness is going on. Absolutely. Hey, before we talk about what's happening on the local front, I, I want to get your thoughts. I, I know you're a baseball nut. I want to get your thoughts, Freddie Freeman, to the Dodgers for a gazillion dollars. What's that do to our own Max Muncy? Does he become the DH utility? Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I mean, obviously they do have the DH now in uh, in the National League, so that does still you know open up a spot you know in that position if if that's the way they want to go. Um, but you know, I would I would hate to see the Dodgers kind of uh, throw Max to the curb because he's done a great job for him the last few years. Bryce, when you look at the first-round matchups in March Madness for these Big 12 teams, who are some of the winners and the losers from our conference? Uh, So I think, you know, potentially the winners, obviously, are some of the high seeds like like Baylor and Kansas, uh, Texas Tech. I actually have uh, in a couple of the brackets that I filled out, uh, Texas Tech going to the Final Four. Uh, I really like the Red Raiders. Um, They're – ranked very high defensively and to me in march that that plays you know when you you have a team that can get after it defensively um you know that that matters uh i'm i'm not completely sold on gonzaga this year i know they're the number one overall seed but uh i don't think they're quite as good as they were last year now you could say that about baylor and you could say that about some other teams. Uh, I'm not sure there's a, a great team out there. Um, I also feel like Chet Holmgren, the freshman there, it looks he looks like a stiff wind could blow him over. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so I, I just – I feel like Texas Tech might be a little tougher than Gonzaga. Now they would have to also get past Duke. And um, I know Chad Conine, who's a, who's a Tech fan, Tech alum, um, he thinks that, you know, uh, Coach K is going to get the benefit of a lot of calls in his uh, final run in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's already sort of, uh, you know, building up some excuses there. <laughs> but but uh, I, I don't know. I just – I like Tech. As far as a team that could get bumped early, I think uh, Texas playing Virginia Tech. Um, Virginia Tech is not your ordinary – um, 11 seed. Uh, didn't they make the ACC final? Um, they won it. You know? They won it. Yeah, won it. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, that, to me, they've got a little momentum, and I've got uh, Virginia Tech, the Hokies, beating the Longhorns. Who's your Cinderella this year? Uh, just as far as any team? Yes. Um, man, uh, I'm trying to remember my brackets now. Um, I feel like I had Chattanooga doing okay, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, upsets are hard to predict. I mean, that's why they're upset. So, 
um, I'm sure like everyone else, my bracket will be busted about six o'clock tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Bryce, not only do we have a ton of basketball with the Baylor men and the Baylor women, both uh, in the NCAA, the men here in Fort Worth, the women uh, in Waco tomorrow, but there is a huge baseball series that begins tomorrow uh, at Baylor Ballpark between the Bears and the TCU Horned Frogs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm going to the Baylor men's game today. I'm going to the Baylor women's game tomorrow, but I'll also be at all three uh, Baylor baseball games this weekend. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be making some rounds. But um, you're absolutely right. I mean, you're talking about the, the opening series of the, of the Big 12 season. Um, always a fun rivalry between the Frogs and the Bears. Um, and, you know, another good test for Baylor here early in the season. I mean, um, you know, I feel like Coach Rod has, has really strengthened that schedule this year. Um, I think, you know, get you know falling into that number 65 spot uh, in the NCAA tournament uh, selection last year, um, you know, really stung. And so the idea was, well, let's go out and play a bunch of good teams, get our RPI, you know, really up there, um, you know, make sure we're prepared for Big 12. And uh, and certainly, you know, while TCU is an, an excellent program, they're not any better than probably any of the teams that Baylor's already seen because, um, you know, I thought Maryland was, was you know, pretty strong. Uh, they've played LSU, they've played Tennessee, they've played UCLA, they've played Duke. So this Baylor team has, has uh, seen some things this year. And, you know, they've, you know, they've been up, they've been down. Uh, they're coming off a, a tough loss to Sam Houston the other night that uh, bullpen, you know, couldn't hold on to. But, uh, but you know, I mean, they're, they're, Still, uh, I think, a, a, an NCAA contender for the for the postseason. Bryce, the Baylor women get started in the NCAA tournament tomorrow at the Farrell Center against Hawaii as the number two seed. Pretty disappointed about that, and we've heard about that all week long, but is that enough motivation to push this team to a Final Four appearance? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I kind of agree with what Nikki said, which is, you know, when when you're – fighting maybe for that last one seed, which I feel like both Baylor teams were. Um, and it wouldn't have really surprised me if they'd have been flipped, if if the women had been a one and the men had been a two. Uh, so, you know, I, 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 she, what she said was all it really does is push us down to the other side of the bracket, the bottom side of the bracket rather than the top side of the bracket. I mean, the matchups, uh, you know, are a little different. Um, you know, you get a – what do you get, a 7-10 in the second round instead of an 8-9 or, you know, I had to, again, do some math. This is way too early to do some math. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I either way, let's say you're the one seed instead of the two. Um, you know, if it goes chalk, which, uh, you know, it never completely goes chalk, but if it goes chalk, uh, you're still facing, you know, the same team, the two, the uh, you know, the two seed. Uh, let's say Louisville would have been the two. Um, that's still a really, really strong program. You know, you're facing them in the regional final. So, <laughs> you know, 
either way, you're going to have to beat good teams to make the final four. Can they do it? Sure. They can do it. I mean, I, uh, I think Melissa Smith is, uh, the X factor. I mean, she's the, she's the one that makes them go. And then, you know, the thing that'll, uh, matter is if they're hitting their threes kind of around her. Bryce, sticking with the women's bracket, for me, it looks like this is one of the deeper fields that I've seen in quite some time. Are you getting the same feel, or am I kind of overstating that? I I do think there's more parity in in women's basketball maybe than there used to be. Um, I I can remember a time when the the women's bracket really did go chalk. Uh, um, I mean, you could pretty much count on, you know, three or four one seeds being in the final four. Um, whereas now I feel like there are more upsets. Now I read a story recently where, um, you know, it's obviously the, the NCAA and of course, you know, women's basketball coaches have really been kind of pushing, uh, for, well, pushing the NCAA for, you know, equality and stuff in terms of, comparing the men's and the women's tournaments. We saw a big, uh, you know, brouhaha last year over uh, the weight rooms, Mm -hmm. you know, the difference in the weight rooms. Well, obviously one huge difference in the men's and the women's tournament is the fact that the women uh, get to host the first couple uh, rounds, you know, the top 16 seeds. And it has a lot to do with, uh, it has everything to do with attendance. Um, they feel like, you know, they can, you know, get better attendance if they play, you know, in these home sites rather than going to a neutral site. And they actually experimented with some neutral sites. It's been a long time now, Uh, you know, early 2000s. um, I can remember, well, even in uh, 2010, I can remember going to Berkeley um, to cover – the the Lady Bears when they were still known as the Lady Bears, uh, that was Brittany Griner's fr- freshman year, and they played. Uh, you know, I think they were the highest seed, and they played uh, at Berkeley. Um, you know, that first round uh, and first two rounds. So, um, I, I think it's actually smart that they that they still do the host sites because I do feel like it benefits them in attendance. But if they want to eventually get to the point where they're, you know on sort of equal footing as the men's tournament, they are going to need to, you know, be able to just go to a random city and, and, you know, get a bunch of fans there, you know? Uh, so we'll see if that, if, if it ever gets to that point. It, it, it's interesting. I was just about to ask you that question. Do you, do you foresee a time where they, they take another run at neutral sites in those first couple of rounds? I do. I do think they'll they'll give it a shot. Um, you know, it may be uh, kind of a similar deal, like um, you know, like the the Baylor men are going to Fort Worth. They may, you know, they may keep them still somewhat geographic. Uh, you know, UConn always ends up in a regional uh, near uh, Connecticut. I mean, they're you know, what's the Bridgeport? I think regional this year. Um, so. I think you could see something similar, maybe, uh, you know, that you, you expand out into neutral sites, but you do it sort of on a, you kind of tiptoe out a little bit, you know I mean? Uh, you keep, you keep those sites still somewhat close 
to home and 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 give give those fans you know uh, easy travel. Bryce, I, it's pretty clear that there's a, a ton to to cover. Is there room for anything else besides the, the basketball <laughs> and the baseball yeah. this week? We, we've uh, we've carved out some space for some other stuff. I mean, um, I had a, a high school powerlifting uh, feature today uh, on a on a young lady from University High School, Crystal Sanchez. She's among uh, you know the many that are uh, going from Central Texas to uh, the state girls powerlifting meet in Corpus Christi this weekend. Next week we'll have the state boys powerlifting meet. That's in Abilene. And, you know, that's a sport that, that uh, doesn't get a lot of attention really from, from anyone. Uh, but we always try to at least, you know, do something around state. And, um, and yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's one. I know that uh, the university coach talked about uh, Ed Love over there, the Waco ISD athletic director. He's really supportive of powerlifting. And I, and I understand why because I feel like, you know, if – you get your kids stronger uh, in powerlifting, it benefits you in all sports. Bryce, as always, it's a pleasure. Look forward to seeing you here in, a, I guess, a couple hours. Yeah, we'll be there.